Welcome to Voices, a podcast brought to you by the Seneca Valley School District. This is Jeff Krakoff. I'm here with Kira Boback, Director of Human Resources for Seneca Valley School District. Thanks for joining us. So, well, thank you for um, extending the invite. So, Kira, we want to talk about hiring at the school district. You know, as we head into the summer, what kinds of opportunities are available right now? Yeah, I think I first like to start off um, and just kind of um, address and speak to individuals who really currently are actively pursuing employment opportunities within the Seneca Valley School District. Uh, and, and what does that look like? You know, where do they need to go to find information regarding mm-hmm. these opportunities? Um, so for those who are um, in education field or interested in working in a school environment, uh, strongly encourage them to visit our district website. When going to the website, you will see center of the homepage. Um, there is a link titled SV is now hiring. Mm-hmm. Makes so sense. We put that on that homepage. As we put that on that homepage, so it kind of draws the attention. Um, it's easy to find. Um, if you click that link, it directly takes you to the homepage of our hiring portal, um, Talent Ed. Mm-hmm. You know, and there is a lot of information on this page. So I just kind of want to speak to that briefly. Um, At the top of the page, there are very specific directions regarding the application process and creating an account. In addition, you know, there's very detailed information regarding our three-step interview process and timeline. And then at the bottom of the page, you will find a list of our current openings K through 12. And this list also includes classified positions. Um, So you will see openings for elementary, um, special education, openings that fall under certain certifications in the secondary area, um, classified positions, and that would be, you know, for the paraprofessional, you're interested in being serving as like a a teacher's aide speak um, and supporting learners in the classroom. There's opportunity there as well. So that listing is there. Um, what's nice about it is once an individual creates an account, um, and you could do that at your own pace. That's what's nice. Go in, and if you don't have a lot of time initially to sit down and enter all the information and upload all the documents, um, you could save and then come back when you have a little more time. Um, so it can be a work in progress, or it could be something that if the time allows you, you could sit down and do it in one setting. So it won't automatically save. Well, does the applicant need to make sure they're saving it? Yes. Um, And and so, you know, by creating this account, what it allows users to do is it move forward in the process. You know, you you submit the application um, and you submit all required paperwork. What this is that once you are an account user, you will receive status updates on, on positions Um, This is where you will also, through via the system, you will send invitations to interviews. Um, All communications regarding the position is also sent through the portal. Um, So, you know, if you are moving along in the process and you have not heard anything, you know, that candidate, the applicant will receive information, letting them know where we are in the hiring decision. 
So it is nice. And once the count is completed in full, like I said, all you need to do then is go back to that home, the main page, the home page, look at the bottom and hit the apply button. And that expresses and allows us to see from our end that you've expressed interest in that particular position. So many of our applicants have um, several certifications. You know, so for instance, uh, an applicant might be certified in elementary education, um, but then as well be certified in special education. Right. So in order for us to know if you're interested in both positions, both openings for the upcoming school year, it does require the applicant to submit and show interest in both postings. Um, but what it doesn't require is doing double the work. So that's what's really nice about the system. And at any given time, at, when you're a user, you can update your information. Uh, so if you receive an additional letter of recommendation that you really want to share with us from you know, your present day employer, um, then you could just upload that again, and we're able to view that automatically on our end. So, um, but one thing I do want to mention, and this is noted in the directions on the homepage, but I think it's important to share because we do receive a lot of questions um, and, and mostly from recent graduates. So they've graduated and they're in the process of applying for their certification with the Pennsylvania Department of Education. They haven't received it, you know, but they've been awarded um, a degree in education um, and they're waiting on that. So we often are asked, you know, what does this, should I continue with the process? And the answer is absolutely. Um, we do not want to hold individuals up. So what we recommend is that um, if you're waiting on a certification because you've recently graduated or you moved to the area and you're new to the area, certified out of state, but you're not certified in the state of Pennsylvania, what we recommend to do is put a placeholder document in that area indicating that you're in the process of applying for the certification. And that allows you to you know, complete the process from an application end and then save. Um, and then we're able to view everything else. And so that doesn't hold up for missing an opportunity from a scheduled interview. Now, with that being said, you, know, you do also wanna be um, very diligent in that application process and act as quickly as possible because as we move forward in the process, um, that certification is a requirement as well as all the other documents noted on the portal. So those are requirements for employment should you be a candidate of choice when we go to recommend to the board. Okay. So, so in addition like one, to, I'm sorry. I was going to say, it sounds like one stop for pretty much everything that, that somebody's going to need to submit or if they want to change something or update it. So, so that's yes, great. Abs absolutely. And in addition to accessing that link on the homepage, interested applicants can also go to the HR webpage which is located under the department tab of our district homepage. Mm -hmm. And once you access the human resource webpage, um, to the left of it, there is a link titled employment opportunities. And by clicking that link will also take you to the hiring portal. Um, you know, one positive and one benefit of going to the um, human resource webpage as well, beyond accessing the portal is there is also helpful information that is available 
um, specifically to like for directions for applying for the clearances, the required okay. clearances um, for employment. So we give very detailed step-by-step -step directions. You know, it's, it's not uncommon for people to get overwhelmed with how much paperwork is required. So we try to make it as user-friendly and as easy as possible. Um, that's the case if it is possible. And so they're very detailed. Someone could just hit that link, mm -hmm. access the directions um, and just follow them and you'll be able to get them you know, within a timely fashion. Um, you'll also find new hire employee documentation and information on um, substitutes. So what to do if you're interested in subbing in the district. Um, and, and I do wanna to touch base briefly on that because I also feel like I know the goal is always get um, full-time permanent employment. And, and that's wonderful if that occurs and you go through the process and you're the candidate of choice. However, if it does not, my, you know, I don't want individuals to get discouraged. There is always a need and an opportunity to serve as a substitute. And it is an excellent way to gain experience in the classroom. Um, you know, just fine tune and better perfect your instructional delivery, your instructional practices. You have an opportunity to become familiar with school board policies, procedures, um, an opportunity to build relationships with administrators right. and, you know, the colleagues, the colleagues in the building. So it's very helpful. You get to know other teachers um, or support staff and you learn a lot about your dialogue um, with them as you're filling in for them. And so it is really just a valuable experience. And, and because we are so large, um, it's not, you could definitely most certainly work every day. So, right. you know, that, you know, finding something to do every day or finding um, an, an assignment to fill would not be difficult just because the size of our district. And so, you know, that is, is something we value. We've been very appreciated this past year of those who have served in that capacity. Um, in fact, you know, this um, last board meeting on June 14th, um, the board approved a motion to actually increase the substitute rate for teachers. Um, so we are currently now at um, $100 a day. Mm -hmm. um, after day 31, it would go to 110 $110 a day. Uh, for retirees, it would be $125. Um, and, you know, this past year, we had um, super subs that reported to our buildings, and which that meant they worked on a daily basis. Um, if those individuals who served in that capacity last year are interested in returning, um, we could, they would come in a day one at the 110 rate. Okay. So, so, and there's also opportunity to serve as a substitute for secretaries. There's very much a need there um, and paraprofessionals for the cafeteria. Um, so our professionals will get $11 an hour. Um, cafeteria is $13.50 and secretaries um, is $11 an hour as well. So just something to consider, you know, okay. if the full-time opportunity. So all these positions are posted as of now on the website. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. And should people check back? You know, I'm sure you have a pretty good idea of your needs for the fall, but I'm sure also things can change over the summer. Would you recommend that people check back every few weeks or so? Um, absolutely. Um, you know, 
it just spoke to our size and the need for substitutes and how there's that opportunity to work in that capacity. Um, but with that being said, because we are large, I mean, when someone comes to Seneca Valley, I truly believe because of our culture and the people community and our school board, people do stay. Um, but, you know, life changes, there's life circumstances that change. And because we are large, it's not uncommon for us to receive, you know, a last minute resignation, maybe because someone's relocating um, or someone has a personal circumstance and they're not able to return. Um, so that's not uncommon just because of our, our numbers. Um, so you absolutely continue to look back if you do not see something, especially those that are certified in secondary, uh, if they have a secondary content specific certification. If you don't see that listed specifically, we have what we call an anticipated secondary openings, and that's where you would apply there. And what's nice about that uh, posting is that at any time, if we do have an unexpected opening, that is the first job posting we go to to pull and look at applications and credentials um, and so forth. Okay, so you're looking at applicants and, and when you call somebody in to be interviewed. Um, I know I've spoken to some of the principals involved in hiring, and they've gone into quite a bit of detail, but I know you have a research-based hiring process. Can you give us an overview of what that's all about and how it works? Um, yes, absolutely. Um, so, you know, we, we truly take pride in our process um, and our ability to um, make efforts in recruiting and, you know, promoting highly qualified teaching professionals and in our openings. Um, but our process really truly belong, you know, aligns to um, our mission and our beliefs and to the best practices of effective teachers. Um, so to give you a little bit of background, uh, when Dr. Vitel was uh, serving as the assistant superintendent for human resources um, in 2009, she completed her dissertation um, and part of this was the development of interview protocols um, that are research-based. Um, so they're a blend of research on effective thing with research on effective interviewing. Um, and so it is um, interview questions that, you know, focus on the applicant's abilities, skills, and experience. Um, but the questions are also aligned to research-based um, field-tested rubrics. And so that allows our team to use the rubric with the same criteria to assess a response mm -hmm. so that we can be objective as possible. Um, this work of the, in this area came from um, James Strong and Jennifer Hyman out of the College of William and Mary. In um, books, uh, they have research on the qualities of effective teachers. And so... You know, they really kind of align the quality, the research of the quality of effective teachers to the interview protocol questions and to the risks. And when looking at these qualities of the effective teachers, we're really looking at the teacher as a person. So their personal attributes, how they handle classroom management, organization, planning for instruction. So that is an area mm -hmm. that is addressed and looked for the implementation of instruction, you know, the monitoring of student progress um, and student achievement. How do you set high expectations for learning? How are you assessing your learners? 
you know, how are you incorporating technology? How are you managing, you know, your classroom in general? So um, the process is based on a rubric, like I said, and a score. So dependent on the applicant's score determines on if they move on in the next round of the process. We do have a three-step interview process. Uh, the first step is a what we call our screening interview. That is a brief interview, um, once again, attached to a score and a rubric. So if the candidate scores well, they'd move on to the next round, which is building level. That consists of meeting with a team of building level administrators, and that's about an hour in length. Mm. And if they score well with the rubric there, then they move on to what we call a central office interview. And that is either with an assistant superintendent, along with the team of building level administrators, or a director or supervisor, along with the building level administrators. Um, and we also have an essay component requirement that we ask of all candidates that move through the process when they get to the final, final round. So it is a very rigorous process, um, but one that we found to be highly effective. Um, and what we really value and take pride in is that connection to the research-based component okay. um, of Jennifer Hyman and James Strong and their work on these protocols. And so we were fortunate enough in 2009 to actually be trained by them in the use of the protocols um, to increase our inter-rater reliability. And um, we've got that on throughout the years as we've had changes in administration. Okay, so if I apply, I go through this rigorous process <laughs> and I'm offered a position and accept it. What's next? What kind of support do you offer new teachers and, and other employees of the district as yeah. they, they get oriented? Um, well, you know, I, as an administrative team, you know, our mission is truly to develop a culture around professional growth for our teachers. Um, and this begins with a strong foundation early on, you know, early on upon hire, um, when they have accepted the job, um, we, we, we have built and established um, a multi-year induction program. And so what that looks like is there are you know, programs offered and there's a variety of sessions um, allowing the teachers to develop on their own personal learning path. And there are actually two levels. Uh, so there is one level and that occurs at the building with the building administrator in which they will meet monthly with their building administrator for three years on different professional development topics. Uh, they'll also have the opportunity to visit one another's classrooms, visit classrooms of veteran teachers, um, debrief on what they observed in those classrooms and align it to their instructional practices. Um, and then the next uh, silo of our program occurs more at the central office um, district level in which we have a, a three-year program. And so there are several sessions that are offered each year um, and some are mandatory, you know, that are kind of, you know, focused around mandates, important information that one needs to know as an educator. Um, and then others, there are optional. And those are sessions that are focused on professional develop opportunities. And that's where I say we really focus on kind of strengthening that culture of professional growth. So they have an opportunity to select, 
you know, if we have an experienced teacher come, you know, from either a district in Pennsylvania or from other out of state, you know, they might not have the same interest as someone who just recently graduated. Um, so we like, we try to like view it in the same way we view it with our learners. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's kind of in a different stage in their learning. Um, and so what, where they feel they like to grow. And at the same point of adding that personalization, we also do believe that there are certain things that we want to kind of bring them up to speed to, so to speak, Seneca Valley. So there's things that we value in our professional development opportunities that we have offered um, to our teachers that are currently working. And we want to make sure that they come in and are afforded the same opportunities. So they get to that same level of knowledge in our practices, you know, that align to kind of our mission and our vision. So, you know, I think it, it's a really solid program. Um, so you have the building level, you have the central office meetings. Um, they also are assigned a mentor. And a mentor uh, would be someone that has, a, you know, several years of experience, is a veteran teacher, um, a 10-year teacher. Um, and they meet with them, you know, at the beginning, maybe two times a month you know, toward the end, that might go down to one times a month. There are several topics that they covered that they are required to cover during their meetings. And they are, they have reflective pieces to those meetings um, that they need to meet and, and reflect upon. And, and so that's part of the process too, um, to get, and they could observe that colleague as well. And so there's a lot of benefits to having, you know, someone right there next to them, whether it's across the hallway, next door, um, that on a regular basis, Basis, even if they're not formally meeting, they can meet informally and you know, their, address, their needs can be addressed. And so that could be around procedures, policies, yeah. practices, you know, instructional strategies, whatever to support them. So it's like every and detail then, has been thought out here, which is awesome. Right. And, then, and I would also add to, you know, once they are hired beyond the induction program, and that is just to give them a strong foundation as a new hire, there are opportunities to participate in district level committee meetings, um, curriculum meetings, uh, there's summer academy offerings. You know, we really, the board strongly, the school board of directors strongly supports uh, professional do- development opportunity as far as conferences, you know, online shops, um, and they have an opportunity just to even pursue higher education. Um, and, and, you know, pursue another degree. And that is supported as well uh, through tuition reimbursement. So there's a lot of benefits. Um, We are definitely uh, developed a culture of learning that we, like I said, take in and we believe that never stops. And so we're going to start them off on the right foot, but it continues even throughout their years as they continue into their tenure. All right. One final question. So you're, you're a seasoned HR professional you've been involved in a lot of interviews over the years. Do you just have any general tips, especially for new teachers, recent graduates, as they enter the interviewing process? Um, I do. Um, one thing, you know, when I talk to um, graduates and, and it's, it's obviously, it's not uncommon then for them to be nervous or a little anxious and, and not know what to expect. Um, you know, so, you know, I think what helps with that is kind of doing your homework, so to speak, prior to the interview. And so trying to really think and brainstorm about what kind of questions might be asked 
and then jotting down, you know, your responses in general terms um, and general, but yet specific. Um, I always tell candidates that, you know, that is when you come to the table and you're meeting with an administrator, it's such a brief period of time. And it is that one time, one time opportunity for you to share everything about, you know, kind of your knowledge, your experiences, um, your philosophies, um, and most importantly, your instructional practices. So, you know, try to think of examples that are specific. Um, if you do not have a lot of experience and you are newly graduated, you know, think back to your student teaching. Think back to things that you have observed from other adults that you have worked with um, while you were going through the program or things that you learned from a conference that maybe you didn't have a chance to implement, but you certainly have a strong understanding of and you know how it could apply when it comes to maybe assessment or how you would embed with technology or how would you handle, you know, a classroom behavior. Um, so kind of just forecasting what you think might be asked and that prep work is so important. Um, I also kind of say that, you know, it's always a fine line where, you know, you want to you say so much, you want your answers and responses to be long enough so that you give enough detail. Um, so, but not so long enough that you, you're, you're getting lost and not knowing what you're saying and providing with information. So, um, so just being kind of concise in your answers and, you know, projecting yourself into that position. So if it is in a grade level or a class that you haven't had experience in, you know, you know, think about, okay, I've never in this capacity, but if I am to be the candidate choice, this is what I will do. So it's always good to put yourself in that seat, like you're already doing the job. And that that's kind of a successful tip that I think we find um, when people kind of put in the position. Mm-hmm. Well, great, great advice and so much good information. So if anybody is listening and you are interested, go to the district website, you'll see all the positions. Um, thanks again so much, Kira. I uh, appreciate the time and, and hope, hope you enjoy the rest of the summer and have a successful hiring season. Well, thank you for taking the time to talk with me. I was, I'm happy to share about our practices and our procedures and uh, you enjoy the summer as well. All right. Take care. Okay. Take care. Take care.